All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Live with the Cork in the Road. I'm Kelly, your wine explorer and consultant here in Atlanta, Georgia, and I am going behind the wine to get stories of people who are shaping our Southeast wine market. Today, I have Dana Gorella, and she is the owner of Deep Roots Wine Market and Tasting Room in Roswell, Georgia. Hi, Dana. Hey, Kelly. And she's also passed her WSET Level 2 exam. So she's a rock star. And I have to know, though, you do a lot of things with California. Are you from Atlanta? Are you from Georgia? Where, is you, where are you from? I'm actually from Illinois. Um, but I moved to Atlanta in the year 2000. And then, uh, so I raised my older kids here. We moved to California in 2012. My husband got transferred there for work. And while we were away, the two older kids got married. And I was super worried they were going to have babies while we were so far away. So um, I made my husband move back. <laughs> so now you're back in Georgia. This is where your family is. This is where you're at. So really cool. So then how did wine get involved in your life? Like how was it travel inspired part of a job you had? Tell me where you got this love for wine. Um, you know, yeah, it was, it was travel inspired at first. And so we just started doing all these different races and stuff. I wasn't a wine drinker to begin with. Um, I really just like beer to be honest. And like, Michelob Ultra, like super light beer. So this running group, we decided one year to do the Napa to Sonoma Half Marathon. And it was really on that trip that I just really got um, into wine and just love being in wine country. And then we started going every single year. So, you know, on these trips while we were there, I was just telling my husband, I just really wish we could live here. I just would love to live here. And then it was just kind of came full circle when we got our wish that we got to move to California. You're one of those people where you actually were saying that, and then it came true. Because I will tell you, I go, whenever I'm out there, I'm like, I always tell my husband, I'm just putting it out there. This would be a great place to be. So you're now my hero because you made it happen. Okay, so you were loving wine. Now, when I walked into your shop in Roswell, Georgia, I knew that you knew what was going on in Napa and Sonoma because of just the types of producers and types of wines that you had on your shelf. So Walk me through what it took from loving being out there and saying, hey, I want to move here and you live there to now back in Georgia and you have your own California wine focused shop. What happened in between? Well, so in the beginning, um, I kind of was at that stage in my life where I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up sort of thing. My son was in kindergarten, so I was really active with him. But then when he got in first grade, he was in school full time. I was like, I need to really figure out what I want to do. And my husband said, you know, you really love wine. And we had made a lot of connections in Napa and Sonoma, just, you know, from visiting wineries and then just developing personal connections there. Um, so he's like, you need to reach out to some of your connections and just find out what it takes to go work in Napa. So I did that. And I got really good advice from one person who said, you know, you really need to check into the WSEP program because I felt like I needed to have a little bit of a wine education behind me. Just, I mean, I knew the basics, but I wanted to really know you know, everything that went into it. So, um, I took her advice and I went to Napa Valley Wine Academy. And at the same time, I wanted to really delve into California. So I did the California Wine Appalachian Specialist through the San Francisco Wine School. Um, so I was kind of doing both of those programs simultaneously. Both of those two programs really reinforced each other. So as soon as I got that under my belt, I said, okay, I'm ready to go to work and reached out to my contact again. And, and thankfully they had an opening at one of um, their properties. So I went to to work there for my first official wine job. You actually were working in California wine. What did you start doing? I mean, you had the education. What was your first day at the winery like? Like, what were you in charge of? 
So I was a hospitality specialist at um, a winery called Maris. And Maris is one of the ghost properties in Napa. So it was one of those wineries where uh, it was a, a Swiss Italian immigrant family making wine there. And then of course, prohibition happened and they couldn't make money anymore. They, they, they couldn't sustain their life. Um, so the whole family left, left the winery intact. And then several, several years later, um, the Vinghi family, bought the property and brought it up to speed and then sold it to who I ended up working for, Maris. So and it was it was an interesting, it was great. The property was beautiful. The wines were elegant, but I was out in a cave by myself, you know? And so during the summer, it was fine. It was light outside, but then the fall came and it was like dark and I was scared to death, you know, in this old winery. And I was sure that there were ghosts of the past that were hiding in the cave. <laughs> but anyway, um, but that experience was kind of interesting because it, I would meet with people, I would say, you know, of a higher caliber, that the wines were very expensive. We had made special appointments. We saw, you know, one group at a time. We may have only seen one group a day and we would go through all these wines with them. And it was kind of lonely too, because I was out there by myself. But they also had another property called Foley Johnson, which was right off of Highway 29. Um, so, you know, tons of people coming in and out of there. So I got to have a mix of both of those experiences. So you are, you're getting this kind of hands-on experience at the wineries in California. So then where did the concept for Deep Roots Wine Market come into play by the time now that you're back in Georgia? Um, the best job I had right before I came back to Georgia was at a winery called 1111, right in Napa. And Kirk Vingy was their winemaker. So just, you know, wines that I was super passionate about, just the best. I learned so much about hospitality and branding from the owners of 1111. So when I came back to Georgia, I just really wanted to bring that wine piece with me. And we were looking at Roswell and you've seen downtown Roswell. It is just so adorable. And I just thought this is going to be the perfect place. I wanted it to be an experience like going to a winery in Napa or Sonoma where you could sit down, taste some wines, and then buy some wines to take home with you. So that was always our vision. But when we first got here, I was doing my research. You could either be a retail shop or you could be a restaurant um, where 50% of your income had to come from food. Shortly thereafter, we found out that they passed this new ordinance that it's called the Craft Beer and Wine Ordinance that allows us to have sales of craft beer and wine on premise without having to be a restaurant. So it's perfect. Wow. That is amazing. That seems like the stars were aligning for you. It's like, that's what you wanted to do. And you figured out a way to make this happen. But how did you get that prime real estate and most adorable part of historic Roswell? Like your place is heart and soul right in the middle of it. Like, was that space used for something before? Yes. And it's the same story. Like everything just kind of being in line, just happening the way it should. And um, there was a furniture store there, kind of like a home decor furniture store that had been there forever. And we caught wind that they were going to be leaving at the end of the year. That was the year 2017. So we kind of looked at the property and I thought this might work. We were a little concerned because it's slightly off of Canton Street. It's not directly on. So we thought, well, that foot traffic won't be that great. Um, but we got advice that actually that was a prime location and that it would be fantastic for us. And then another thing that sort of aligned too was in that December, my husband and I went to Kiowa Island, South Carolina, and 
the weather was crappy. So we had nothing to do. We had all these outdoor activities planned. We decided to go to this wine bar and the wine bar had 48 wines that were in this Napa Technology wine station. We had not considered that before, but after absolutely having a blast going along, tasting these wines on our own, we decided that um, that was going to be part of our business. And that truly has been key to our business. That's amazing. So you really saw it by example and you were like, we love this. We want to make this part of our location and what we offer. And I think that is really cool what you guys can do. So I, I walk into my first experience at Deep Roots and first of all, I'm looking at all the wonderful labels that I recognize of my friends out in Napa and Sonoma. I'm like, she knows what's up. And then also I look at the wall and I'm like, I could literally go try, you know, one and a half, two ounces of some special stuff taste around, spend a little afternoon there, get some munchies from the market. Like you did create that experience. I'm excited that it came from having your own experience and then you wanted to create it. That's fantastic. Thank you. You know, it's helped because I know most of the labels. I had already known about them, but not everybody here has seen the labels. And we have found that there's an unknown label sitting on the shelf. Nobody will touch it. The minute you put it in those machines, they get to have a little taste, then there's credibility. And then they're, you know, they understand that, oh my gosh, this is a good wine. And then they'll, you know, bite the bullet and buy a bottle and take it home. So how do you decide what goes into the machines? Like you have a limited amount of shelf space, first of all. So I always appreciate that when I'm at a small retail shop where I'm like, you know what you're putting on your shelf because you've tasted it, you decided. So I know that that's a big process for you, but then even more limited, what was in the, in the tasting machines? How do you decide? Well, we try to make it really balanced. Um, so there's 24 wines that are available for tasting every day. Um, we try to have some rosé examples, some lighter whites, white blends, chardonnays, pinots, up into your heavier cabs and, you know, red blends, Zinfandels. We just want it to be really balanced. We also want it to be really balanced for pricing as well. We don't want everything super low, but we um, don't want anything too expensive because, you know, it adds up and we want our customers to have a good experience. So we, we keep all that into mind. And of course, you know, whatever we might have most inventory of at the time, the, oh, let's, you know, put that in and let people people taste it so that they know um, it's a good wine and they can buy it. But you know, the other thing is our customers, we have a lot of regulars, so they know what's been in there before. So we really try hard to put something new in there so that people aren't getting the same exact experience every week that they come in. That's probably pretty true. You are in a neighborhood community setting. So yes, you're going to get outside visitors, but you also want to serve those people that are coming back to say, what's new? What's new? What does Dana have on the shelf this week? What can I taste? And they're probably starting to trust you and your ability to show them new things. And I think that's one of my major questions for people in the retail environment. But like, how does your very formal education in wine impact how you run your business. Like, are you using a lot of that knowledge, bringing kind of the actual, you know, structure of wine and learning about wine as a product? How do you transfer that to the retail setting? Well, um, we, we get a mix of people. We have some people who just want to be left alone and they don't want me to tell them anything. And that's great. And that's what the machines are wonderful for. We also have on the other end of the spectrum, the very curious, person who wants to know every single thing. How is this wine made? What's this grape like? You know, just they want the details. So we get the opportunity to, to talk with our customers and give them, give them information that way. But then the other, the other piece of our business that we do a fair amount of is formal wine tastings where we sit down. Um, we either select 
you know, a label that we're going to do. We may just make up a theme ourselves, like you know, Spanish varietals from California, you know. Um, but in those cases, it's a smaller, more intimate group. Almost everyone who attends those wants information. They want to go in deep and they love to get attention and, you know, get their questions answered. So in that way, you know, that's where I feel better having a bit of an education behind me so that when I get asked the trickier questions, I've got a legit answer. <laughs> You've got the academic wino coming out to say, I actually can help you with that really, really in-depth question. That's perfect. So you're kind of in this role where you can go as in-depth or just let people taste your wines while they're in the shop in kind of on a leisurely day. You kind of get both worlds. Now, I know you also do a lot of private events and you also have a wine club. Is that right? Yes, we do. Um, so regarding private events, so our space can handle, we've, we've handled up to 70 people for one private party. And uh, we had to do a lot of maneuvering with our storage racks and stuff to make this happen. But it, it worked and it was a fantastic party. Uh, but yeah, we do everything from, you know, surprise 60th birthday parties to little bridal shower events, birthday parties, ladies night out, just you name it, business networking stuff. Um, and so we can really customize what the customer wants. Sometimes they want a taste from the machine. Sometimes they want us to, you know, tell them about four different wines and do more of a formal wine tasting. We can do anything. And we get food from many restaurant partners in Roswell. We are really fortunate to, to have good connections there. So, you know, everybody wants food with their wine. And um, so we can accommodate that, whatever they like. You really can bring in a lot of people at one time. 70 people, that must have been a total party. I love it. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like you do this a lot, and you're always coming up with new ideas, and a lot of new people are coming through. Maybe it's their first time for an event. But because you did have experience working in several wineries out in kind of the Bay Area and the California market, how do you think Atlanta in general approaches wine compared to out in California? Like, Have you noticed any differences while you've been working in both worlds? Yes and no. So, you know, regarding the, the visitors, the, the guests that I would host at the different wineries, I would say, you know, very, very similar. Um, of course, the people living in Napa and being really heavily involved in the wine industry, completely different, you know, skill sets there. Um, but, you know, I, I found that, you know, for instance, so Cab Franc is sort of the big trendy grape right now in California. Everybody's loving on Cab Franc. It's hard for me to sell Cab Franc. Distributors may come in and I'll taste some fantastic Cab Franc. I'm just like, I can't. And no one, I mean, I put it out there and no one's going to buy it. So, I mean, just little things like that. But, you know, there are some pretty sophisticated wine buyers in our area. People know what they want. Oh, um, oh and the wine club. That's been really fun and evolving. We have two different levels that we offer. People who just want to get their toes wet, we've got a monthly membership that's $40 and it's usually two, two wines. And then we have a higher level club, $80 a month. So, um, every month we try to pick a fun topic. Like last month it was, you know, spring is coming. And so everything was, you know, like flowers, things that were applicable to spring. Well, this month, both my husband and I are turning 50. So we are doing a whole 50th anniversary 
luxury themes. So for instance, ZD just had its 50th anniversary. So we're featuring some of their wines and um, uh, Jay McClelland and the, the Scotto family um, have released a 50th harvest in Napa Valley. So we try to, we try to get people engaged in what we're doing monthly. <laughs> you really have this opportunity to share your love for certain wines through these different whether it's events or through the wine club, like I trust you because of your knowledge. And also it seems like we have similar tastes. I would be excited about what you have in your wine club. So I encourage California wine fans to to get in touch with you because that's huge. And that makes me wonder too, are you going back to California as often as you used to? I know you said you used to go every year. Do you still go back there? Uh, we go every two, three months or so. Uh, we're planning our next trip is going to be in June. It just so happens that my husband has to be there for work. So I'm going to tag along. And, uh, you know, in, in having this business, it's really broadened my knowledge of, of wineries in, in Napa. There's so many and there are so many small producers that even, you know, driving up and down the streets every day, I never knew they were there. But now having this business, I'm familiar with new labels. And so I'm excited to go when I go back, I can see these new places, um, you know, and experience what their tasting rooms are like. Does it happen where you'll go into a place that, let's say you, you didn't see their label in Atlanta, how often are you able to then link them up with some sort of distribution process to get them to Georgia? Have you ever done that? Like, hey, we love you. You need to be in Atlanta. Yes. As a matter of fact, we did it with, um, I, I'm trying on several different, different labels, um, but the process is really long. But one uh, success story has been with Ramsgate label, beautiful Pinots and Chardonnays. They even have this amazing sparkling Blanc de Noir. And I have some, some friends who, who work there now. And we, I just said, you need to get to Georgia, link them up with a distributor. And now they're, now they're here. So it's been really fun to watch it happen. You brought one of my favorite places down to Georgia. I love that. That's perfect. Um, and that's fun because then you are part of that connection. And it just really, I do think you're the best at bringing California to Georgia. So I appreciate that. And it also seems like you have a really good connection with your staff. You're bringing in people that also share this love. Like, how do you find people to work for you at Deep Roots? It's really, there's so many different sort of organic ways that this has happened, but a lot of the people actually are friends of my children, you know, the mothers. Of it. So they have, they have full-time day jobs and then they come and work for me in the evenings and weekends and they call it their fun job and they just have a blast. Um, now I do have some people who are almost full-time. My son, Eddie is what we call our operations manager. So he's the guy that's there, you know, bringing in the deliveries every day and doing all the logistics. I've also got a new hire. We call her our wine educator. Her name is Jess. And she actually, we had mutual connections in Napa. So when she relocated to Atlanta, um, we got connected together and she has just been like the best. It's been so amazing having her here. So many, you know, common experiences and just, and she's got a W Sutton level three. She is a French wine scholar. She's a certified uh, sommelier. So she just is, she just brings a whole other level um, to what we're doing. I loved working with her at one of the events we collaborated on. She is just, she gets it, but she also loves having people that have never had wine before. Like she, yeah, she's very educated, but she has this love of just making more people enjoy wine. And we share that. And I got that vibe from just your place in general. It's for everyone. It's whether you are super, super nerdy, or if you just have never even been to a wine tasting shop, like you guys have it all. And I really like that. And 
I know you're always learning though. So how do you continue your own personal wine education? I mean, is it through just the process of bringing new products? Are you taking more classes? I want to take more classes. I don't have any time. Um, but you know, I, and I was telling somebody this the other day, I almost feel like I've learned more in the last 10 months of owning this business about wine and, you know, in different California regions, I'm learning so much more than I had, than I brought with me. So that's been, that's been really refreshing. You know, and going back to Jess, she is also providing a lot of wine education for my staff who really, they are awesome at hospitality and they, you know, they know what they, they like, but they don't know the details. And so she has just been so instrumental um, and like you said, she's so down to earth. She has a lot of knowledge, but she, she comes across the way that she delivers it is just lovely. And, you know, she really brings it down to their level and makes them understand. It's perfect. And you're able to kind of collaborate on that aspect. And then it's kind of like a group education process. I loved it because I've, I've run into you at a couple events around Atlanta and I've run into you with your staff. Like, it's like you guys do things together and you want everybody to be involved and educated. And I can't tell you how cool that is to see that from like a wine community kind of standpoint. I think it's awesome. How, what do you, what do you want? people to know deep roots for? Like, how do you set yourself apart in the Atlanta kind of OTP area? Like, what do you want to be your thing? My thing, I just want people to come sit back, relax, enjoy a glass of wine. In our shop, we have what we, we call them cozy nooks. I mean, we have like different little seating areas that I want them to just be so comfortable and inviting. And I want people just to go hang out with their friends Enjoy the wine, enjoy the atmosphere. I, I just really want them to feel like they're sitting in a winery in Napa. You know, a little bit of a rustic feel, but yet crisp and clean. And, you know, we've got some, you know, modern technology elements to it. But, you know, and I, I don't want it to feel stuffy. I want it to just, I want people just to enjoy themselves. Um, so we have some, you know, we have some regulars that even do their work there. They bring their laptop. We've got the Wi-Fi. They drink some wine and people around town are calling us the Starbucks of wine, you know, and then, then sometimes at night it can be really crazy. And I kept saying, I do not want to be a bar. I am a wine market and tasting room. This is not a wine bar, but sometimes it kind of takes on the feeling of a wine bar. And that's fine too, because people are having a great time. Yeah. I don't want to forget about one of the coolest things that I loved about sitting there in your shop is that you also have this market. So my husband and I go in there and we're like, we're big nerds. So we're, we're those people asking you all the questions and want the details. But then we also were like, Hey, let's get some cheese and crackers. And we like went over to your market and got some fun things. And how are you choosing what goes into your market? I know it's a limited amount of Space, but you've you've definitely been thoughtful about what is stocked there for your guests. Well, initially, I was really hung up on everything had to be California, you know. So I was bringing in stuff, and I still have a fair amount of of items that I do I do bring in specifically from California. But I mean, we've just hooked up with um, Gourmet Foods supplier, and I'm pretty specific about the types of cheeses that I like. I want it to be really good quality. We have cured meats from the Spotted Trotter, um, which is local Atlanta. You know, the quality is just amazing. So that I mean, that's first and foremost, good quality stuff. Stuff that, again, I think about when we went on trips to Napa, what did I munch on, you know? So um, rustic bakery crackers and things like that. I, and I don't want to have um, the same stuff that every other 
little market has. I want to have you know some different selections. And the same thing, we have some retail offerings too. You know, wine inspired accessories and you know cheese boards, things like that. And again, um, oh, and like little jewelry and stuff that are specifically sourced from olive and poppy out of Napa. So I, you know, I just want to have some offerings that no one else on the street has. I think you've done a really good job with that. But in terms of food pairings, because I know that you do work with a lot of local restaurants. So how do you approach your food pairing concept? Like when you are serving food for an event, are you really strategic about which wines? Or- yeah. So, you know, when we establish what wines we're going to be featuring, then we source the rest of the local restaurant that we feel would have the right types of foods. So you're going from the wine first to the yeah. food. I love this. That's very, that's not as common. And I just really like that you're doing that. Yeah, we do. And so for example, we had Ramsgate in and you know, it's, it's a higher price wine. We wanted to have some really elegant foods to go along with it. So we, we have partnered with Bistro VG here in Roswell, amazing cuisine. We have the chef and anyone who's involved in this taste the wines first. And then we made sure that we had perfect pairings for them. Um, and so then the chef actually, you know, came on site, brought his, all of his little kitchen gadgets that he needed, prepared each course and brought it out, you know, with each different wine. And, um, the experience was really amazing. Just so carefully thought out, you know, and even at the last minute, you know, they were taste the chef was tasting the wines and made changes like, Oh, I think I, I made a mistake. I'm going to change it to this. So it was just really, really carefully thought out. And we try to do that as much as possible. Um, sometimes, you know, if it's just a more casual setting, it's, it's just a, um, kind of like buffet style, you know, so people will serve themselves and we're not so particular about, um, each individual wine with a specific course. But in general, we want to make sure all the food is going to be complementary to the wines that we're serving. So it is an all a total package type of approach. That's always really good to find a place that takes care of both of those aspects of tastes and smell and and flavors. And I think that's always a really good way to elevate the experience just overall. And I know that you partner with a lot of chefs and stuff, but I also wanted to know how involved you are personally with like other wine professionals in Atlanta, whether that's your distribution contacts or other retail owners. Like how often are you swapping knowledge or insights? with the rest of the Atlanta wine community. You know what? That's probably where I need to get out of four walls that is my job and get out and talk to others. You know, of course, I utilize my distribution partners very heavily. You know, I get a lot of market insight from them. I do I do talk with restaurant owners in Roswell regarding, you know, their wine selections and trends they're seeing and those sorts of things. But as far as other retailers, I really haven't. And um and you're asking me before like what sets you apart. We we get um comments a lot. There are a couple other similar concepts, meaning um on premise tasting and retail purchase. So people think that we're in competition with each other. And I have the opposite opinion. I feel like we all have such different personalities and we are all going after different goals. Um, but I really don't feel like we're in competition, but I feel like we're really sort of complementary to each other. And you're kind of, you're kind of in your own area too. There's no one else in downtown Roswell. And when you think about that, like, then it really isn't a direct competition situation. I think having the Atlanta community lift each other up is actually one of my favorite parts of being here in wine is that everyone has their own lane because 
at the end of the day, you want Atlanta to be a wine destination. So I love that you're saying that, but like, yeah, there's other concepts, but you have your own unique personality. Like what you guys do is what you guys do. Exactly. So, I mean, I don't even, you know, I don't even like reach out kind of to see what they're doing only because I'm like, this is what I want to do. It's You're in your lane. I think you're doing what you were meant to do. And I always wonder this from people that kind of select a lane that you are in and you've been it for a while, but why wine retail? Like, did you ever consider like distribution or import? Like, oh, there's lots of other ways to be involved in the wine industry, but retail, why, why did you get drawn to that? I really think it's, it's literally from my experience in Napa. I mean, I just loved sharing a wine with my guests, having them taste it, seeing the expression on their face, like, wow, that's amazing. I want to take some of this home. That part of it just really appealed to me. And I've never been in sales. So the, the thought of selling something actually was quite scary to me, but now it just feels so natural. And, and, and I'm not trying to sell anything. I'm just sharing and people love it and then they want it. So um, that's been really great. But as far as like distribution, I, I remember looking at ads and thinking that I was going to try to work for a distributor. And now I know that that would be like the biggest mistake. I would have been miserable. <laughs> you would have been selling a lot. It's just not my personality at all. <laughs> but you still get a lot of one-on-one -on -one interaction with your guests. How often are you in the shop? I am in the shop every single day. Yeah. Wow. Maybe I make an appearance every single day. We've met so many new friends from this experience and, you know, just so, so many lovely neighbors that are there, almost there on a daily basis. I mean, it is, has just been great. It's weird, you know, obviously new to Roswell. So, you know, it's just been so welcoming and see people making friends with each other, sitting in our bar and never have met each other before. And then we start seeing them come in together, you know, as friends and they make this new connection. So it's been really cool to watch that. People are finding wine friends at your place. Like they're finding people to enjoy wine with. And I think that is such a cool thing. I came back right away to do other things because I loved it so much. I think that once people have an experience there, then it's something like, oh, I know someone else that would enjoy that with me. And they're going to bring them right along. You're right. They're going to either meet each other there or they're going to bring their other wine friends to come see you. So how can people learn more about your events? Do you guys have any active social media that people should follow or is your website best? Yeah. I mean, all of the above. So we um, do have a website, deeprootswine.com. And we've got an events calendar on, on our website. So we keep that up to date. We're also on Facebook and um, Instagram. So all three of those avenues are great places to look. And it's super visual too. I think a lot of your shop and what you do and the labels that you're serving, because you get to have such a cool inventory, I think people will really enjoy seeing the visual aspect from your social media of like what you're pouring or what's in the, what's in the automatic machines right now, right? Cause that switches up. So it's very visual. But yeah. And I think you also have a mailing list. We do. And so, and actually the, the easiest thing to do when you go to our website, a pop-up box comes up right away and asks you to put your email address in there to be included on our newsletter. So if you don't go check our, our website on a daily basis, then we'll send you emails about weekly to tell you what's going on. Because you're kind of my like California wine guru here in Atlanta that I feel know so much... What are you drinking right now? Are you drinking only California wines? Or like when you go home from the shop, what are you what are you enjoying right now? 
Um, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stuck on California. I mean, we, that's, that's what I expected. I like it. My husband has a wine purchasing problem. So we've got a really excellent selection in our cellar from wines all over the place. And he will force me to go out of my comfort zone often. Um, and I always appreciate when he does, but, um, uh, what I'm drinking right now, my favorite little drink right now is a Louis Pomery sparkling wine from California. So it's Louis Pomery, the uh, champagne producer, but he's got a little California project and he makes it of course, exactly the way he makes his champagne. So it's just perfect right now for this, you know, warmer weather, sunshine and bubbles make everybody happy, right? <laughs> bubbles make every, they make everyone happy and they make everything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I totally agree. Well, you just have such a great perspective on kind of the West coast but in the Southeast. And I'm so thrilled that you're here just thriving and making a difference in the industry. Can't wait for other people to go have a, have some wine and cheese and sit and hang out and feel like they're in Napa, but in Roswell. Thank you so much for joining us, Dana and cheers to you.